Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome to the Money Stepper Q&A podcast. Question two, should I be buying a house? The title of this week's episode is Should I Be Buying a House? But the actual question is a little bit different. It comes from Laura, who asks the following. My partner and I have seen a house that we absolutely love. We've been renting now for 10 years. The house is £210,000. My partner earns £48,000 a year and has a clean credit history. I earn £25,000 a year and have a disappointing past including several payday loans and several late payments, although none in the past two years. I currently have an overdraft of £1,000 and I'm paying off a credit card of £3,000. My question is, do I stand a chance of being approved for a mortgage? We have a 10% deposit, which is partly his savings and partly a gifted deposit for my parents. Right, whilst Laura's question is whether she stands a chance of being approved for a mortgage... I think the real answer lies in whether she's ready to buy a house at all. So we need to take a step back. You see, Laura is looking to get on the housing ladder with her partner, which in general is a positive endeavour. Generally, due to the maths involved and based on a century's worth of data, house ownership is preferable financially to renting. People in the UK are always absolutely desperate to get on the housing ladder, as it's known. And the vast majority of people believe that spending money on rent is essentially throwing money down the drain, that it's a huge financial mistake. Well, it may be a financial mistake, but it's a much less serious financial mistake than buying a house before you're ready to do so. And from Laura's question, this sounds like something she's about to do to me. There are generally two things you need to consider when determining if you're ready to buy a house. Firstly, are you ready for the personal commitment? And secondly, are you ready for the financial commitment? So you ask the first question, the personal commitment, because that has a financial impact as well. And it's a question that people take too lightly. I said earlier that based on the data, owning is more financially beneficial than renting. But that's only true when buying a personal residential property, i.e. where you're going to live, if you're planning to live there for longer than five to eight years. Otherwise, all the expenses that come with buying and selling, estate agents' fees, solicitors' fees, stamp duty, surveyors' costs, mortgage arrangement fees, all those together will actually be greater than the benefit you'll see by owning the property and servicing a mortgage rather than paying rent. The second question is whether you are financially ready. And to answer that, you have to think a lot harder than can I get past the bank test or will I be approved for the mortgage? And the information we got from Laura in her, in her question suggests to me that they're probably not ready. Her partner earns £48,000, she earns £25,000. Combined, that's £73,000 a year income. They say they've been renting for 10 years. So with a £73,000 income and 10 years of renting behind them, 
they've managed to save a deposit of 10% of a £210,000 house, 21000 However, that deposit, she says, has come partly from his savings and partly from gifts from the parents. So not all of that £21,000 is what they've actually saved up. And also, despite that solid income, she still has an overdraft there of £1,000 and she's still paying down a credit card of £3,000. So, yes, they've got the 10% deposit, they've got the £21,000, but looking overall at their net worth, I'm not sure it's quite as healthy as it should be if they've been saving for 10 years towards buying a house. But it doesn't end there. Just because you've got the £21,000 deposit doesn't mean you can afford to buy a house. What about the costs that are related with buying? For instance, if it's a £210,000 house, there'll be another £1,700 in stamp duty. There'll be another one or £2,000 in legal fees and searches. There'll be another £500 for the home buyer's report. This all adds up and it all needs to be saved prior to buying a house. Then, say you've saved all that and you move into the house. Well, now what happens when your boiler packs up or a roof tile flies off the roof? There's plenty of cost to home ownership that you don't actually have when you're renting because your landlord will cover those costs. And they're costs you have to be ready for, so you need to build up the an emergency fund or current account savings or basically cash savings. So you're ready to pay for those emergencies when they arise. Finally, what happens if interest rates rise? Say you lock yourself into a mortgage that you can afford at 2%, and that's a fixed rate for the next two or three years. But unexpectedly, inflation and interest rates increase in the UK. And by the time you finish your fixed rate, the standard variable rate that you move on to has got up to 8%. Could you still afford the mortgage payments then? To conclude, the answer to the question of whether you stand a chance of being approved for a mortgage is maybe. But at the minute, I think it's fairly irrelevant. The question you should be asking yourself is, are you ready financially and personally to buy a house? Slow down. Take a step back. I always try to make people picture the following when they're desperate to buy before they're either personally or financially ready. Getting on the housing ladder is a good thing, but unless you have good foundations for your ladder, the fall from the top will be extremely painful and you'll wish that you never got on the ladder at all. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.